Alrighty, folks. Uh, so uh, here we go. I got this guy as an interview today. That's Chris Barnes. <laughs> See, I'm going to mess with him because I'm going to periodically keep pausing and forwarding this video of his as a blues singer. Ah, that's what friends do. I'm messing with the guy because I love him, admire him. And uh, I, man, we go back. Anyway, it's Chris Barnes, Scranton native, who then branched out across the planet. Comedian, businessman, actor, uh, blues artist, musician. The guy does it all. So I'm really impressed by him. But we go back, ah, oh man, to the early, mid-2000s, I think was his first appearance in the WNEP backyard. I barely knew the guy. He was a guest scheduled to promote a local charity. And uh, boy, did we hit it off. And I, I think was even misled to think that we're going to be buddies when in reality... I was just one of his many uh, characters in his web of, 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 of entanglements with the world. So uh, I, I love the guy. I, he's the kind of guy I want to hang around with all the time. Does it seem like this is uh, over fandom here or uh, man crush stuff? So we're going to talk to him. Chris Barnes, local Scranton guy. I want to find out where he came from, what he's all about. And uh, what he's doing now? How's he handling the pandemic? And he was on Seinfeld. He was in various movies and TV shows, sitcoms. I got to find out all about this. I'm curious. It seems like, as a matter of fact, I need about two hours with this guy. <laughs> Stay tuned. Here we go. Chris Barnes. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. About. Joey, baby! I can't oh, this believe this is happening. I know. I, I, things must be really bad if you need me to bring up the ratings. <laughs> no, I, you know, you know, I love, I admire you. It's a problem I have. It's a man crush. I'm embarrassed of myself. You know that. Listen, that's a, you know what? As we draw near, yeah. more is revealed. More is revealed. More is revealed. I want to let you know. Here's the plan. Okay. Because you're you're an don't be offended. You're an old guy like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do? This is going to be an audio podcast, right? Yes. That's going to go yep. out to the WNEP world and the world in general. But then there's sure. also going to be a video recording. Everything we're doing now. So we have to somehow the video recording is going to be on our WNEP 16 YouTube channel. Great. So somehow we have to be audibly entertaining. And yes. visually entertaining, but at the visual part, the audio people can't ignore. So what are we going to do? Uh, just go with it. I mean, we'll be fine. <laughs> They'll get it. I mean, this They'll is get it. recording now. This is the beginning. We're, we're, so, we're so old, we think that that's a problem. <laughs> that's, how, that's how old we are. Exactly. Now, do you know, <laughs> could you see my monitor? What's behind me here? I can. Oh, my God. What is? Oh, that's my video. Yeah. So just to mess with you to, through the course of this interview, every now and then I'm going to go like this. Watch. I'm just going to let you play. It's a good video. And then I'm going to get a different view of you. So let me say I'm going to stop right now. There. There yeah, you man, go. That's a, star. Like a rock star, right? That is a, that is a real rock star, man. <laughs> wow. All right. So I think. Great. Yeah. What? Sorry. 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 No, this is great. Are you East Coast now or are you West Coast? I am <clears throat> right now. I'm up in Connecticut. I'm up in the apple orchards of Connecticut. <laughs> <I like the> <laughs> <laughs> All 
well then here's here's my now wait a minute i don't like i don't like the boot go back over there what's with the boots just left there you think you'd clean up the place knowing you're going to be in front of no. everybody no that's where that's what that that's that's what do they call the the what closet <laughs> the mud that's the mud step and that's who's where i walk cat? in the truck and whose cat is that i don't see you as a cat guy no cat dogs no oh, that's a dog over there that was yeah i have two of them that's oh. romeo that's little romeo oh and this is dominus <laughs> so now does does your dog qualify as a foo-foo dog i'm seeing a little foo-fooness there these are teacup poodles <laughs> teacup poodles <laughs> and i love these guys yeah, oh my I, god life changers well let me show you a real man's dog are you ready i'll be right back this is this is Jet. This is what this is what a real man's dog looks like right here. You see that? Oh yeah, if you were the father on Frasier. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. But uh I think what we should do is start like with the history of Chris Barnes because I'm not Okay. This. I need to know the whole thing. I, you know, that's true. We've never had an interview. We've never had an interview and all these I said I don't even know if you we would can be considered friends because I think you're my fake friend. You have so many acquaintances and big shots. I'm like one of your little fake friends from your little hometown area and I'm going to say let's save this for are we broadcasting now? The are whole we, time is going to be recorded. Yeah. Okay. Do you edit or you just keep it going? We keep it going. This is raw, beautiful, and natural. Okay. So so has it started? Yeah, the whole thing I'm gonna put up. Yeah, the whole okay. damn thing. Okay, so so then so so for, come here right now. Get over here. Come here. Come you're, here. You're bossy. You're bossy to those pets. I Get hear over you. here. You're barking. You're 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 bossing them around. You're like Get over here, little buddy. <laughs> this guy's a killer. If he gets on your neck, ah. Um. Here's the thing about the friend thing. Are we real friends? Fake friends? I don't even like friends. Oh, see, I don't even like people. I don't oh. even like, I don't like anything wrapped in skin. Oh, you know I mean? say I'm more spiritual. No, you are my friend. Uh, I would definitely consider you a friend. Oh, I definitely. Love let me, let me put it this way. If I came to town, yeah, I would definitely call you and say, get the wife. Let's go to dinner. Oh, absolutely I'm impressed yeah but if absolutely. you were if you were hanging around with like belushi and i'd oh, still call you and then you you saw me and i waved hi you'd be like uh i don't know that guy you you, you know it'd be one of those things no no i i'd maybe I'd, I'd say i know that guy let's get the hell out of here <laughs> yes. i'd say belushi move it keep moving let me let me let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how I, how I was first introduced to you, which you is very I ironic. Don't know, I don't know that. I don't know exactly. that. Well, well, for for the local people, let me tell you something. It was a big time national introduction. I did not be introduced to from anybody from Scranton. I did not know who you were. I never heard of you. And I one day we Life with Bonnie was on ABC. Life with Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt show was on ABC. We're going back to what year here? Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to look it up. Um, 2003, 4, 5, maybe somewhere in there. I'm thinking early 2000. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. And uh, so uh, I get 
we finished, you know, to put up a show on a network, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you right. do the pilot first and you wait. Maybe it'll get picked up. Maybe it won't. It usually doesn't get picked up. So Life with Bonnie, we did the pilot. It got picked up. So then you don't know if, you're, if it's going to go. So we taped five shows after and then and then it came to the Thanksgiving break. And the executives from ABC came down to the stage and uh, there's a liaison between the, the show and the executives. Okay. And they go, Chris, the executives would like to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, I'm fired. I'm out. <laughs> and they, I go over, I go, and they go, Chris, how are you? We just want you to know we love what you're doing here at ABC. Oh. Well, well then I want jelly beans in my green room. <laughs> So they go, we understand you're from Scranton. I go, where is this going? <laughs> where is this going? And I go, yeah. They go, well, our affiliate in Scranton is WNEP-TV. I go, yeah, of course. Yeah, you grew up. And they go, well, there's this weatherman. <laughs> and and, and uh, wait, that's not true. It's not, I'm not here to you. My sister, Pat. When I got on the show, she goes, you, you got you to gotta meet this Joe Snedeker. He's, he's hysterical. He does the weather. You know, everybody's, everybody's automatic description of Joe is the weatherman in the shorts out in the backyard. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I got the which isn't, which isn't fair because there's much more to you. Not a lot more to you than that, but there is a little bit more to you than that. So I go, so they say to me, there's this weatherman in Scranton. And really funny, we think you two would hit it off. Yeah, this is here. Wow. Dude, dude, this is Hollywood executives. They know the Snedeker. That's weird. That's bizarre. That's flattering. Well, you're on, you're on people's radar, my friend. So I go. But yet I'm still here and you're there. All right, anyway. Well, you know what? <laughs> in, in this day and age, if we're anywhere, this is great. Yeah, you're right. So right, right. We're, at the, we're at the breathing is a big deal stage. So. <laughs> You know, to be employed is amazing. So, so I go, so that's great. So this was put together from ABC Hollywood and WNEP TV Scranton, us meeting. So they wanted to promote the show through this big ABC Eastern PA affiliate. And why not start with us? Because we're two homies. Well, and they know, they know, they know, they know numbers. So they must've done the research said, this guy's hot out there in Scranton. I see. The Snedeker I, is hot. And I was a and, little nervous because management said, oh, now we have to have this guy come in. He thinks yeah. he's a big shot and he's a big ABC star. And I'm like, oh. All, all true, by the way. <laughs> now I have to be fake on TV and pretend I like this guy who's coming in and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you were nervous. I, were nervous. I still, I'm nervous right now. Because you and me, I think, we're, we're alike at least in this way. We know how to turn it on and do the bit, yes. but yes, yet yes. most of the time we don't want to do anything. Like we're, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of an introvert, just leave me alone kind of guy. Well, you know, I'm watching a lot of documentaries about comedians now on like, you know, on YouTube and stuff. Right. And it's, and it's very interesting seeing like the ones that turn it on and the ones who are just who they are. Like Bonnie Hunt, the, what you see on the show, she's that 24 seven, you know? Right. Like she doesn't drop down into, I don't want, you know, okay. uh, but uh, I, 
I, I do. I think I drop it down a little bit more into like, okay, that's enough. I know when to turn it on. But you know what? That's not true. I think I'm pretty much how no, I am right now. We're silly and goofy all the time. I get that. Yes, yes, yes. Is there like yes. an awkwardness in front of the real world? There's something that I can't put my finger on. Well, I think it's the, I think the question 100%. is, is there, is there a real world, you know, oh. to us? To us, we're like, it's, I mean... Okay, for example, for exa- here's a perfect example. Uh, when I did uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Right? Okay. So uh, Jeff uh, Garland called me and he said, listen, because we were both in Second City together. He goes, you know, I'm on this show with, you know, I go, yeah, I know the show. And he goes, what? I got a great bit part for you. Why don't you come in and read with Larry and let's see if it happens. I go, great. So you go over, I'm sitting there out in the office and he goes, he comes out and he goes, okay, here's the deal. The scene is, you know, Larry, you've met him and he knows you, but he's going to pretend he doesn't know you. And you're trying to remind him where you know him from. (laughs) So uh, I go in, I do the audition and I go, Hey, don't I know you? Anyway, it goes great. I get hired. I come back, and now we're going to improvise that same scene in a location. Yeah. It's called uh, Chet's, Chet's Shirt is the name of the episode. So they're looking for a shirt in a, for the, to, to dress their waiters in their new restaurant. <laughs> and the guy goes, they're looking for shirts. And I go over and I go, hey, don't I know you? And he goes, I don't, I don't think. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, where do I know you from, uh, you know? Uh, do you go to the spin class down on the promenade? No, I don't go. Oh, I know. You're a friend of Bill's. Hey, hey. He goes, no, I don't go. I go hey, I get it. And I'm, he goes, no, no I, I'm not. And I go, where do I know? I go, what's your name? He goes, Larry David. I go, Larry David. Bloor. Something is my name is Bloor. Yeah. I know, we have the same dentist. He goes, oh, okay. So I go. Now, what's happened in the episode is that dentist called Larry David wife and said why don't we go to dinner just like you and i just said earlier yeah and and larry david goes i don't want to go to dinner with my dentist that's no tell him we're out of town (laughs) so i run into him and i I know him from the dentist and i go well when i see him i'll tell him i I ran into you and he goes so now he's caught yeah (laughs) he goes he goes nah i go what he goes there's (laughs) he goes no reason to tell him but you know and i go Really? He goes, you know, it's so um, trivial. And I go, oh, yeah, trivial. I like that. Why tell him? He goes, why tell him? Yeah, trivial. (laughs) So now I'm bringing this back to you and I. You know, I mean, (laughs) buddy, buddy, trivial. (laughs) Is it really important? You know, I mean, really. All we're really trying to load up is who's going to be at our funeral. You know oh, what I mean? yeah. We just really want. A, so there's nobody there. We got to at least know some people. But there's a lot of thought of death in my life anymore, too. I'm like, it's yeah, as you get in your 50s and 60s, you're thinking about it more. And I want to stop it, but it's there. I can't I can't stop. it. No, I don't think I, I think I mean, there there's so much, I mean, how much can you get out of a person? You know what I mean? It's like, what is it you want? And I don't really want a lot out of anybody, you know, that, that want area goes into the show business stuff. And, and that's kind of, that that's kind of uh, ambitious and, 
not real. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's this, it's this phony business world where you're trying to move ahead and make connections. And at this point, you know, I'm like, I'm even done with that. It's like, either you want me or you don't, I really don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, it's I better, really, and it's not a bad place to be. I'm with No, you. it's not. And then like, so like, for example, uh, I do a lot of shows up here in Connecticut at a great club called Black Eyed Sally's. I had Clarence Spady come up and play, I think like four times. Then we have a party here the next day. And a lot of the people that drove up or family or we have a little barbecue out here and everybody comes. So now there's a lot of men that I've never met or sort of met, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're friends with the, somebody. And somebody really has to impress me and impress isn't the right word. Somebody really has to be on a level of non-need for me to go, oh, this guy's cool. You know, yes. I can hang out with this guy, you know, well, because by the way, I have my, my only real, you know, real, real friend, John Murray, Bill Murray's uh, brother. He's like, like oh. I've known, we were roommates in 1979, 80. He lived, he, we were all bartenders at the same place. What does that guy do? I'm not familiar with him. Well, uh, he, he was in a movie called uh, Moving Violations. We wrote together. So he's a bunch of, actor too, actor. He's a little bit. Uh, but now he's, uh, you know, they have the Murray Brothers clothing line. I don't know if yeah, you've okay. seen that. That, that doesn't sound like Bill. The clothing line? Yeah. Like, why would he do that? He, the guy is a I don't, mess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just, they are real golf heads. I mean, he's oh. a really, he's a, he's a serious, I mean, he, he plays with uh, Mickelson and not Nicholson, Mick, Mickel, Mickelson. Is it a Mickelson? Yeah, no. I, he plays with one of those guys all the time. He's in the pro, like the pro am, oh, celebrity okay. pro am, and it's a business venture, like all. Well, these. Caddyshack, Caddyshack is their movie. Brian Doyle oh, Murray wrote Caddyshack. They're real golfers. Now, see me, I could. I'm not a golfer. No, me neither at all. I get I, bored I could, after like the first hole. I get it. You hit the thing <laughs> like three, four times, and it goes in a hole. Really. What, what I like to do, though, is stay on an arc in these interviews, so I have to back up and pretend we're starting again. Where did the sperm and egg meet that made you? That was uh, in Scranton? Are your parents from the area? Where did all that <clears> my, par my parents are from Southside. They're, they're Southside uh, Irish. And, uh, and where'd your mom and dad, uh, what do they do for a living? Well, they're passed away. Right. My, father was, uh, my father was a colonel in the Army, and uh, my mother used to sing on radio, and, and uh, they... Uh, they they went to high school together and uh, they got married in Southside, had a house and we they had a house on Cedar Avenue. <clears throat> and then I had my sister, Mary Lou, who became a Rockette. And then we had uh, my sister, Nancy, who was a nun and that Mary would fire. I think it was like the 50th year anniversary just like two weeks ago. I didn't know you had a nun sister. Yeah, she's no longer a nun, but she was a nun for 20. Yeah, she was one of the nuns that jumped out the fourth floor window. One of the seven nuns. How do you leave the nunhood? What's that? How do you leave the nunhood? Did she discover a man? That a man divorce take? is very popular. I mean, most fifty percent of relationships end in divorce. So you know, Jesus wasn't you know it wasn't there, and she they're still friends. They talk every morning. He seems like he, he's, he's, guy. he's absolved. He's absolved her. <laughs> okay. So so three and, sisters and you. What? No. Uh, and then I have a, a three Pat and I have a brother Jeff. My brother oh, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a, 
he's like a really nice guy. Like he has tons of friends from high school that he's like, he's normal. See, Joe, here's the bottom line. You are not normal. <laughs> See, my brother's normal. He has friends and they hang out. And they've been friends since, since teenagers. I got some of that though. But their number, they're normal. Yeah. We're not so, normal. So you're like, this is like stereotypical uh, Northeastern PA Irish, big family. Probably oh, yeah. no, probably no uh, contraception. I mean, you know, no, oh, no, they're, they're just bull. Well, but bold. now listen, I don't mean to say this for sadness, but there were actually eight. We had a set of twins that died oh. after birth, and I had a brother that was hit by a Scranton transit bus on Cedar Avenue in front. I wasn't born yet in front of my mother and my oh, sister. My goodness, yeah, he ran down the steps out and a city bus. So you know, so that that was trauma. I mean. But I think maybe back then it was like, uh, okay, we lost one. Let's go have supper. Maybe yeah. a little bit more like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and <laughs> where now and, it's like every and, child is the Christ child. And and like right here were the shoes he wore and, you know, bronzed. Yeah. So it's like, can we move the boots? <laughs> Do we need the boots on the kitchen table? I mean, I mean, every morning, do I have to be reminded of this tragedy? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sad. It was my brother. It's a horrible loss. Yeah. Can we take the boots off the freaking table? You know what I'm saying? Are, the, are, are your siblings all, or your parents, I don't get this, like the natural, you're a musician, you're okay. a comedian, there's, well, okay. there's talent. What are this all? Yo, Joe, we've never had an interview. You're a very good interviewer. Oh. Very good. Um, my parents were dancers. They were ballroom dancers. And they were like world champion dancers. My father's in the military. You know, the, my father's like the big band guy dancing with the wife with the, you know, Bing Crosby, White Christmas. Yeah. That's, oh, I grew okay. up in that environment. And he had all his, his, his army buddies would come over and they'd all sing a cappella, their army. Oh. So, you know, I mean, like, like that was it. You know, and like they were like wild and like, you know, oh, swingers and like out there and, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, doing it. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah. nuts. They were fun. So they danced, they taught dancing. My father, they, they taught dancing over at the Progressive Center in Scranton. They taught him over in Bellevue. I mean, they were socially active. They were uh, community active. And um, so they were always dancing. And then it was my sisters, Mary Lou and Pat, that were Rockettes in New York City. And that was my introduction to New York City and like it. Well, how do and you then my think sister, Pat, go ahead. How does that happen? How do you just go from, say, being in Scranton to being a Rockette? Is there a number of steps or do you just try out? Yes. Well, well, that's you're very good, Joe. There is there was a dance studio in Scranton called Sutton Ramoff. It's a, above Sheely's, like four flights up. And they produce more Rockettes and more American yeah, ballet yeah. dance. Oh, yeah. Legendary. You're going to start getting calls about them. Sutton and Ramoff, they were two gay men before anybody even knew what gay was. And they were like, and they were loud. I mean, like they were, they were not hiding it. You know what I mean? Like the shirt was open and they were very effeminate, very, they're flossy. They're all like Bob, you know, everything was this, you know? (laughs) And that's how, and you know, so we had these dancers over at our house. We lived in park gardens, again, very community. And, you know, so we had Thanksgiving, Christmas, Pat, she would bring all these dancers, girls and boys. Isn't and I would say like, I would say like, why, why does he, why does that boy talk like this? And my father goes, don't you worry about why he talked like that. Just if you ever see anybody making fun of anybody who talks like that, you, 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 you set them straight. We don't do that. So this so is, would, this is progressive thought for what yes. is the sixties? Yes. I don't know. And this is yes. progressive for him. I yeah, love- six, 69, you know, seven, yeah. 
Uh, but they were they were they were part of the uh, they were part of the Scranton Ballet. He was like the president of the Scranton Ballet. They were extremely active in that. So then, you know, I, as a really young kid, I'm going down to, to New York City. You know, I'm going down to uh, Radio City Music Hall and watching my sister up on the big stage going, you know, I'm going like, I like this energy. You know what yeah. I mean? And then my sister Pam. Never mind all those legs going like this, right? That probably had to move you a little bit. Well, that show that it was the Christmas show, so there was a ton of different stuff. There were singers, there were like there were act. It was like you know there was there was funny bits and stuff like that. Yeah. And and I was always this is a, this this is going to be a great interview because I because I'm actually doing this in my own life right now. Like, how did this all happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You no. know what I mean? I, I'm going like I think, think of it as you, therapy, not an interview. It's therapy. Well, it is, it is, it is, but it's like, cause I'm going like, how did I get here? And am I okay? Am I okay with how I got here? You know what I mean? And so she took me to, she took me to catch a rising star on the Upper East Side. And that's where, you know, that that's where Seinfeld, that's where all the comics made it out of. But at that time it was David Brenner. It was um, David Say. It was, um, so you're there and you're like seeing all these big shots. 15 years old and I'm drinking rum and coke, which is, you know, it's like, you know, like New York's hip, man. Hey, so do they kind of take you in and say, hey, kid, oh, totally, it? totally oh. arm around me. Sit down. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So. So there was a there was a bit. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, and I and I have it here. Do you remember the comic? He used to go on the Tonight Show and he'd go da 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 Remember that guy? I don't know. You're shaking something. Might be before my time. I don't know. Well, you'll Google it. And and I Google da 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 and the hands are moving. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I have his name. I'll find it. He loved you. So, so, so that was my, so I would imitate that oh. in front of my fan and, and, and I killed. Now it's not, it's not original, but like anybody else, but that's how it always starts with kids. Oh, you're playing the guitar. Oh, he's good. Oh. So this is the reward system. Yes. So by the way, because in psychology, they say that as an adult, you will use the mechanism that you used to win favor with your parents or, or any situation. Oh. So that's your modus operandi from a childhood, whatever that was that got everybody to go. Okay. So like, so, you know, the smart kid, Oh, come here, little Johnny, tell them, did you tell them about, you know, uh, neuroplasticity? Well, Bonnie, what happens is, is that the, you know, Oh, and if it's a negative thing, that could be a horrible outcome, right? You'll stay away from that. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Right. So, Cause see, I wasn't, I didn't feel smart intellectually. Like, you know, like say, you know, I, I would get words wrong or I, what do you think? And I go, I don't know. Well, what kind of a student goes with all this? When you get, when you go back home and you're in, I, I, in school, are you, are you taking chemistry and physics? I'm, I'm, no, I want to get out. You I don't like get, it. Troublemaker. Are you smoking cigarettes? Are you doing this? I'm the funny guy. I'm cracking everybody up, but you're getting by. You're not like, but, but, but listen to this. So 
When my sisters are taking dance classes at Sheely's, Joe, you're a good interviewer because now it's all coming back to me. When my sisters are taking dance classes at Sheely's, my father owned, it was called uh, uh, Ed's Diner, but it's called the Clover. That was on the corner where the newsstand is across from Pappas, North Washington, and is that whatever that street is where that Sheely's is on, that, that, that's on. You know I what know. I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know the area, but I can't picture the diner. Well, downtown. The still well, there, so he's, he's an entrepreneur now. It's not there. The, the di- right. I don't think the diner's there anymore, but it was right there in the corner, um, uh, you know, across from Pappas, but on, on the same street as Sheely's and, and that there. So there was a, there was a drum, st- there was a music studio on that street called Set the Parish, and on, the st- on North Washington was, was Gennetti's music studio and Gallucci's music studio. So I would go in there and look at the music. Da, da, da. And then it, I started taking drum classes at Gennetti's. Oh. And then I would go and wash dishes at my father's diner. Oh. And I would play the drums on the cans and the big, on the big soup cans. Okay. So I was taking drum classes while my sisters were taking the dance classes. You're 15, from 16, Gennetti's 17. to Gallucci's. And that's, no, no, dude. I'm, I'm first. I'm, I'm, I'm eight. Oh, okay. I'm okay. eight. Okay. So my first, so, so you're talking about, I'm talking about the reward system in the entertainment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we put a band together in second grade, Mark Mulligan on his sister's 12 string Spanish. He couldn't play the guitar. <laughs> Mulligan. John Noon on his sister's ukulele. He couldn't play it. And we played second grade and I got a drum. I'll send you the picture of, I got a drum set and, uh, and we played, at second grade, we were allowed to bring them in. We played Batman, and we played There's a Kind of Hush. There's a kind of hush all over, over the, the world. world. I love that song. Who is that? Tom Jones? Right? That's not Tom Jones. Uh, it was the Herman Hermits. Really? Herman Hermits. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, and then we, so then that was it. So then I started, then I met like Philip Hitt. Like fourth, fifth grade, I was in bands. Seventh grade, I was playing the, the used to the, where the uh, post office was in Scranton, I think now it's the federal, no, the post office, um, right next door to that, which is now like the federal building, that was the Hilton Inn. And in the basement of the Hilton Inn was a club called Napoleon's Retreat. And my sister Pat was dating Joe Swift, who was the, the general manager of it. And so he was always over at our house in Park Gardens. And I got the drums and I played and I'm da, 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 da. And uh, so he says. Uh, so you're on a launch pad with all these talents. I'm these on the launch pad. So we were playing. System. We, we played, you know, I mean, I was playing at 14, 15 years old. I was playing in, 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 in taverns in Scranton. You know, now I mean? you have Herman's Hermits. Who had the lovely daughter? That's their song, right? Was it Mrs. Mrs. Hope? Mrs. Jones, you have a lovely daughter. That yeah. was the Herman Hermits, right? They had a yeah, lovely yeah. daughter. Right. That's right. So, but yeah. in high school, you get by. You're you're getting great. High school, you, high school. Thinking? I'm just wild. I'm just wild. You you're know? wild. How are you? Are you troublemaker? Uh, well, I, I, here, here's pot? how. Here's how. You know, I did wrestle in high school, but you know, in Scranton, there's two groups. There's there's the jocks, you know, yeah, and and they're really good. You I mean you really have to be proficient in that area, but you know, and I was really good, but not good enough. And uh, or there's the the party people. See, I liked. I mean, I you know. As, as people know or don't know, I haven't had I haven't had alcohol in uh, since uh, almost twenty eight years or something like that. 
Right, there was and a- uh, but I drank really hard. So there and was I started issue. early. I, I I listen at at fifteen. I was drinking a quart of beer um, every Friday and Saturday night. At at sixteen, I was drinking a six pack every Friday and Saturday night, and at and and maybe a quart of beer. I was grounded most of high school because of this this behavior. Well, we can stop right there because I want to tell your listeners and our viewers yeah. the same thing. I tell my kids this in the seventies and eighties. You're a little yeah. bit older than me, but not much. That was like I was born in 1959. Okay, and I'm 66. That was like the culture. It was everything around. It was like, it was like Native American. Now it's just he drink, you drive, you go out. It's all around alcohol. Thank God that's changed. Dude, that was that I was culture this, here. Listen, I speak a lot as a as a recovery guy to young people and artists, communities, and whatnot, and I tell them, you know, they. The heroes, you know, we had these great basketball players, these great baseball, these great football here, and they were very high. But really, really, the most popular guys were the guys who could drink the most and hit the hardest. You're you know, like, right. oh, yeah. you know, like T.J. Schmidt from North Square. Holy God, this guy, I saw him hit. You know, I remember one time we were at the CYC, me and Brian. Drink a case of beer. Hey, W. Divine punched Tora Tanaka at the CYC at the, at the wrestling match. You know, I saw it happen. That really happened. That was the biggest story in town. Not that another guy was an, you know, got drafted by the NCAA. Yeah, <laughs> drinking like, and, and yeah. sports. Yeah. Right. That's all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God that's Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, has it? I don't know. I'm not there. But, uh, but yes, that the, was, young, the younger generation now, yeah, they, they don't they don't worship alcohol like like. But you have to admit, you have to admit, I mean, if I mean, it wasn't that long ago, like at a St. Patrick's Day parade, really not our finest moment. You know, okay, what I mean, so, right, right. You know what I mean, I mean, you know, that, that you know. So, so were you were you like taking SATs? Were you saying I'm going to college? What were you thinking? Let me tell. Let me show you how I took every test that had a pencil and an oval involved. Here we go. Yep. Da 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 Joe, I didn't care. Listen, here. Let me. I'm going to be very honest with you. I would look at this is the Joe. I'm telling you the truth. I'd look at the teacher who'd say, you're flunking. I'd say, let me put it, let me tell you something. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm failing. And F, okay, but let's, let's really think this through. Failure means you see me again next year. Do you really want that? Because <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if I move up, move down. Do you want to see me again for another whole year? And they go, you're right, D minus. <laughs> Eighth grade. <laughs> so, so That's how. I, listen, here's the deal. And and now to be to 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 give some some artistic creativity to this story. The truth is, once I saw stand-up comics at Catch a Rising Star when I was 14. All I wanted to do was get to New York City on a bus oh, but, and, and get there. Was- and that was with the dance connection with your sisters, correct? That's right. So I wanted to. You're graduating in June. Where are you in July? I graduate June 14th. Have a have a graduation party. June 15th, I'm on a bus to New. I'm on a March Trailway bus to New York City. Come on. Yes, and moved in with my sister June 15th. But are the parents like? Are they concerned? go? <laughs> oh, no, 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 go. But see, but you understand, but listen, listen, but this is important because my parents are the ones who, when my sister Mary Lou wanted to be a rockhead, it was the same age. You know what I mean? 
uh, they went to college actually. They went to, they, my sisters graduated from college. And then they said, you know, we want to audition for the record. My sister, Mary Lou lived in New York city before any of us alone in an apartment. So my parents were used to this, you know, this, um, what would that call this sojourn? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right of passage. My sister, Pat went to New York to do it, you know? So, so leaving home, I mean, I left, my sister left, my sister left Scranton to, to tour with the American ballet in Beirut, Lebanon, when they were, you know, uh, uh, taking hostages. So, so my parents were aware of that, but they were always like, follow, no, follow your dream, follow your passion, follow your art. Plus my father's going, cause I remember one time saying, Hey, there's this college in Boston that I, I that might be interested. And he was like, not happening. <laughs> just, you know, and I was like, good. I just want to check with you on that too. But I mean, it was like, it's, it's obvious. If I had a shot, it was going to be at that, 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 the disappearing figure thing. Don't you think, uh, I always bring this up. Parenting in the seventies and eighties, maybe sixties, seventies into the eighties was a little bit more free range. Then they were like, kids, just go get away. I I never even talked to bubble wrap. It's over bubble wrap. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. It's terrible. Joe, no, no, um, to a fault, no influence, to a fault. Like, I, I wouldn't mind, like, like now, I wouldn't mind my father going, by the way, uh, righty, tighty, lefty, you know, like, just anything, you know. My father drove me, my father drove me from Park Gardens to St. Paul's, 7th and 8th grade, okay. to Bishop Hannon, freshman, sophomore, junior high school year, every morning. Joe, on my mother's grave, the, from when we got inside the car till he dropped me off, not a word was spoken. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, nothing. My dad like, was the same way. He, so they never. His mind, his mind was in his, like, what's he got to do this day? Yeah, and they, my mind was like. They were just trying to survive. They're not worried about what we get in calculus or what we get in chemistry. They're just like, okay, get my, through this. My father. And again, I'm not. And we're, we're not whining about it. No. It worked for us. What? By the way, what the hell was he going to tell me? Yeah. What was he going to, you know, he looked at me and go, what do I know? I'm, I'm trying to get by. You and do what you do and you get what you get. I don't know. What do you want? You want answers? Here, go to, go to New York at, at, at 17. You'll find yes. answers. But there's definitely merit to that type of parenting that I think is, is gone now. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Oh, please. Please. Play, here's the problem, Joe. And I'm going to, and I'll probably get crap from this. No. But, uh, because I, I saw it. Because, you know. And I'm speaking as a manipulative young child. I can, I, I, I told you how I got my grades. Do you really want me back here? Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Yeah. Smoke and mirrors, you know? So these, like these, they, they once it, once you give the kid the option that you, that if, that you feel like you would be guilty if you didn't do this, they own you. Oh, Whoa. You know what I mean? Like once you go letting like that sink in and letting that sink in. So in other words, if your kid said, Hey daddy, I want to go to the, um, to the, uh, uh, Britney Spears concert, in Madison square garden. And our father would go, get the, get in the room. Get, get the, 
That's it. 14. Right? I'm not going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to get in the car and drive you to New York City so you can see a girl dance that you can see on TV on an MTV. Forget it. But now do happen. today's version. Do today's version. Here we go. Dad, I'd like to go see Britney Spears at Madison Square Garden. I, I, I'm going to give you two versions. The father will go. You know what, honey? I, I just don't. I, I have I have a, I have a business conference that week, and I really don't think I have the time, let alone the finances to make that happen. Here's what the kid does. All my friends are going. Their father, their father made time. Okay, their father took out a loan to get more money. It's all right. Okay, and the father goes. All right, you know what? I'll, uh, yeah. Okay, they just. If you leave a door open, they're gonna they're gonna go in and they're gonna get what they want, and they're gonna go, and as soon as you turn away, they go score. Yes. And and I'm not I'm not tell, I'm not saying everybody's kids a brat, but I'm I'm saying every kid's is a brat <laughs> and entitled and entitled. So today, as a matter of fact, it's worse because now let's go to now. Because that, let's say that was that was like a five-year example. Now it would be, hey, Daddy, I want to go see the Britney Spears concert at Madison Square Garden. Hold on, Jerry. Do you know somebody at Madison? You know, what can, I mean, they want to. They want. Uh, let me see. Let me. Uh, wait a minute. That's a school day. We'll take school off. Yes, Jerry. I need tickets from. You know what I mean? Like and like because they want to be the guy who says at the at the lake. Um, you know, Jerry got tickets for, for his kid to go to Mount Square Garden. Yeah, I did. I made a call to you-know-who, and I got the tickets. <laughs> yes. Like, every, it's all ego feeding. It's all ego feeding. Everybody wants it now. Because of this, Facebook, every day, everybody wants, yes. everybody wants that. And, maybe we, and that's stop, why, maybe we can't stop that arc of progress, if you want to call it progress, but that's where things are going, and that's where they continue to absolutely. They're on that. Well, there will be, there will be enough is enough. You know, I think we're, I, as a matter of fact, I think we're closer to enough is enough. The pendulum is starting to swing. It's right here and, and it's going. Yeah. And, 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 and also I think it's a natural progression and I think it's going to be a natural calm down. I think it's going to be a very mature sense of, you don't want to be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think the future father's gonna go, Dad, there's tickets. I want to go see Britney Spears. And you want to go, the father's gonna go, Do you really? <laughs> you really want to go see Britney? And I mean, hey, remember we saw that thing about the about the, the young girl who spoke at the White House and did the poetry thing? <laughs> you know? What let's go what let's go let's go to the soup kitchen instead. You know what I mean? I I think I think we're going in that direction. That would be nice. But this is why guys like only, you only to brag about only to brag about going to the soup kitchen, but I digress. But maybe this is why guys like you and me, and maybe we're just old guys complaining about the youth, have more grit, have more integrity, more well, honesty, more appreciation. Hence why we have no friends. <laughs> hence why we have no friends. Because who else has that? Oh, you know what I mean? Here's like, an I, I hate to- if, if I called my dad when I was in college, I went to school three hours from my home. If I called my dad, I'll do an impersonation of him. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. dad. Hey, Dad, could you uh, pick me up this weekend? Uh, I want to come home and visit the family, and maybe you can uh, come and pick me up. We'll go out to dinner, and I'll see you this weekend. Here's his response. Who is this? Exactly. That's right. That's right. That's right. And By the way, as if we would ever even ask that. We never would call. That wouldn't even be an option. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Listen, when I would come home from New York City every year at Christmas, I'd shop 
I shop Christmas Eve day in New York City, fill up bags, get on a March Trailway bus. The bus would go into March Trailways on Lackawanna, across the Radisson, where the Irish bar, that's where it used to be, the March Trailways. And I would take a cab from there to Andy Gavin's bar across the street from the prison. I wouldn't immediately go home. You wouldn't even go. <laughs> no. And I have a few drinks. And I get home. And they wouldn't even know like, you were on your way home, right? They didn't even know you were on your way home. They, they, they now they did that. My mother did because I loved her. She was my friend. She wanted to know who yeah, I had yeah. a The dads back then were more like military sergeants. My were, mother was the was this the Scranton Irish O'Boyles, you know, cig- cigarette smoking, four roses whiskey on the table. The only roses on our table was a <laughs> bottle of a half gallon of four roses. You know what I mean? You know, she was like that. Yeah. You know, you Did know. your mother do this line to you? Your father loves you? Because your father didn't tell you he loved you. Your mother had to say your father loves you. Did you get that one? No. No, she she knew. She, she knew. My mother's relationship with, between me and my father was this. Don't hit the head. <laughs> Not the head, Marvin. But, he didn't, head. You, but he didn't By the way, Joe. Joe, are you kidding me? No, he the dad didn't he, say that. He wants, he, I, I literally once said to him, you hate me, don't you? He goes, yeah, I hate you. <laughs> I was on Terry. I threw a, an egg at a car, and the kid knew who it was me, and he told his father. His father called, and my father took me to the house on the porch, made me apologize, cleaned the car, and then and then, and then it smacked me in front of the family. The guy, the father's going like, geez, he was a ba- he was a little league baseball coach. And while my father turns, the guy goes to me, I'm sorry. I, I had no, I had no idea. He was crazy. You know what I mean? And, and we get, we're walking to the car. And I go, you hate me, don't you? He goes, yeah, I hate you. <laughs> now, another kid would have trauma with that. Yeah, yeah. Me, I just use it as part of an interview. But Barnsley, I'm afraid now that we're going to get too much in philosophy and we're, we're going to run out of time. I, I want to know about all these, these accomplishments, how you go from being an actor and starring in all these sitcoms and then being a business in a, in a, in a, in a, in a act, actor in a, in a blues artist. We, we can't skip all that. So how do you take no. that turn now from? It's comedy- very easy. It's very easy. It's a quick, it's a, it's a hop, skip and a jump because the decision was made at 15. So nothing's ever changed. So now it's just the list. And here's the list. Go to New York, get on stage, catch a rising star, start doing this stuff. I'm tending bar at a very hip rock and roll underground SNL hangout bar. I meet the Belushi's. I meet the Murray's. They, everybody likes, I'm, da, I'm still da, 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 da guy. I'm still funny. I'm crazy. I'm wild. I can drink like a monster. You know, I go toe to toe with everybody. And I'll jump over the bar. But what do they say? Uh, I can get you in. I can do this. I no, can- what? It wasn't even that. You don't even talk like that. You know, you, you just hang. Talk. You know what I mean? And they go like, yeah, yeah. So, so well, in, in a way. So then no one would, I meet Belushi and we're hanging out. And I did some funny things. And I, 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 I did a rap and I used, I used the rap of, of taking uh, songs of, of TV shows. Uh, like, well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The Ken folks said, there's a story of a man named Brady. And I did that as well. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The Ken folks said, Jed, move away from there. They said, California is the place you ought to be. So loaded up the truck and we moved to Beverly Hills, that is. You know, and Blue, she goes, that's genius. Write that. Because I can't get a piece on the show. I wrote it. It's You can Google it. Belushi doing that the that rap, not the pres rap, this rap. Oh, really? But, and it was live from New York. It's Saturday night. 
that was it. So now Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live likes me. They, they, they like Jim loves me. So I'm starting to write little things for him and I'm getting in scenes. And you're still bartending or whatever? You're, you're, I'm still bartending, still bartending with John Murray. John Murray and I become, a, you know, Bill Murray's brother. We become apprentice. There was, a, there was a, 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 a title called Apprentice Actors, which was a glorified extra. So we were in all the scenes, but we were there every week. But, you know, you're there. So then, then Belushi gets on the show. I mean, Belushi's on the show. And then I go, listen, I want to be on Saturday Night Live. And Jim Belushi said this to me. It was the funniest thing I ever heard. He goes, Chris, I'm John Belushi's brother, and I want to be on Saturday Night Live, and I'm on Saturday Night Live. You know what I mean? He goes, you know how hard it is to get to here and even get a scene on? He goes, I'm, why do you think you wrote, you know what I mean? Like, that's how desperate I am, you know? So, so. So he goes, he goes, I'm going to tell you what I can do. I can set you up with Second City in Chicago where I started, where Bill Murray started, where my brother uh, John started. Where, that's the route. And this was the first time, that was the first real direction I ever got in my life. Fatherly direction, friend direction that was accurate. Because I remember my sister Nancy, who was an educator, the nun, who later became a teacher and, and yeah. whatnot. I remember we were driving home to Scranton one day and she said, I'll never forget it. She said, you know, it's, you're so funny. It's a shame. There's not like a, like a school that you could go to that grooms this. And that's what second city is. They call it the Oxford of comedy. So I'll go to second city and I just shoot through the ranks. So, so you just say, I'm going to Chicago now. And that's it. You go. I go, but then you have to have have that to just do this. But if you don't have that, you, you, you have to have that. So you're on you a bus by yourself, and you just go. Go. Left the New York City apartment, the job. But you just go. You make a call. Who's, who's there? Uh, Harold Ramos said, go to this hotel. It's a transient hotel. That's where everybody goes. And, I mean, and then you take the classes. You get started. Again, wash dishes, 10 bar at Second City. Taking the classes, auditioning, da-da-da-da-da. And you get in. Are things like happening now? You're in these movies and sitcoms. Uh, it's a blah, 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 blah. So th- so. Second City opens in L.A. I go out to L.A. with that company. Carol Burnett comes to see the show. She goes, I'm going to be doing a variety show. I want you to come audition. I go audition. I get hired. But what do you mean Carol Burnett just says that? You're talking to her. Is it like, hey, Carol, I'm going to do this? Like, I don't understand. Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett and a group came to see the Second City Theater live show. And you, you stood out. And afterwards, they, as you know, you go back, they go backstage to meet everybody. You get the pictures taken, sign autograph. That's that's what every Broadway show, the actors at a Broadway show, they have another hour, two hours up in their, their dressing room meeting people that have come to see the show. That, that's like standard. You know what I mean? Like I met Mel Brooks. I met Carl Reiner. I met them all. That I mean, Robin Williams. I met them all that way. They come back. They say, we love you. You're great. You know, it's just a courtesy, you know. So I did audition and I did get the role on Cal Burnett. That was going great, da, 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 da. You know, so I just kept going up. Then the show ended. I got on Seinfeld. I did a Curb. I did all the, not Curb, yet. I did all these, you know, other shows. And then I, I just drank too much and I had a bottom. And that was it. And I was out. And then I had to get sober, you know. But I was, well, I hit so, bottom, so, bottom. So could you say if that drinking thing, I didn't even know about that. If that didn't I mean, happen, could the arc have continued in a, in a more positive yeah. direction? Maybe? Yes. Yeah. Get out. If, if, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the you have these demons. You have to fight these. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and see, that's the problem because then you go, 
All right. You know, and there's a lot of sober guys that are that are mega movie stars and mega success. Yeah, and they still have the issues. Yeah, that's right. But I get, you know, I made a couple. I made a couple of of bad. And one was moving back to Scranton. You know, I mean, like that was really not a wise choice because I remember that's my when we met, going, though. I know. But uh, <laughs> I know. Well, no, we met when I no, we met when I was on ABC. We met oh, when yeah, I was on Life with Bonnie. Before then, yeah. But so, when you're doing, um, my question is, when you're doing like Life with Bonnie and Seinfeld and you're a guest, Richie or whatever the character was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And without being too personal, is there like a lot of money in that? Like, how does that, do you, here's 30,000, here's 50, I don't well, know how that works. I, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll give it to you. I, when I was on Carol Burnett, I signed a five-year contract. Actually, it was a 10-year contract. I was making $100,000 an episode. Really? And I might, dude, my contract by year five or six, had we been going, I would have been making, uh, I would have been making uh, like a million dollars a year. So, so yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a component of the show, because I don't even know what you mean. This yes. Carol I'm an actor. I, I, but I thought that ended I, in the 70s. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just giving you price figures about, you said how much money, right? No, but the, for the Carol Burnett, what was that? Her show? Yeah, the show I was on. I was on her variety show. But I thought that ended in the 70s before your time. No, 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 no. 1990s. She did a remake. on. Oh, see, okay, you know, that's my fault. See, you my know what? Fault. You didn't do your research. I don't do re- I do the Larry King approach. No, I, no, I, was, on, I, was, I was on Carol Burnett's cast. Oh, okay. That was the reboot of that show. Okay. Yeah, 1990s, 91, something like that. Well, why so, did you like, stick with that? It, it got canceled after a year. Oh. And you know why it got canceled? What? There were a bunch of little jerks that, that's parents liked them too much. That made it unbearable for her to come to work every day because they were such whiny. And that's, she goes, I don't need this. That's like the truth. Political correctness, you mean, or what? Yes, just not even correct. Just me, me, me. Just a little too much me. Get out. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was horrible. Anyway, she was great. It was great. Um, and on prime time, that was a one-hour show. That's why. But a, a sitcom, yeah, you're making, you know, you're, you're walking in, even at the lowest, 30 grand a week. Sit, then up to sit. Now it's it's not like it used to be. But you're hundred thousand. I mean, look at what the Friends characters are making. By the way, yeah. I, I By the way, just so you know, I auditioned and went to went to went to the producers. I I made it all the way to the top for the role of Kramer on Seinfeld. I went all the way to the top. You're a great Kramer, dude. I went all the way to the to the final for um the uh, uh Friends for the that role that Matt. Uh, not Matt. Um, uh, Schwimmer. Not Schwimmer. The other one. The, the, not Ross. The other one. We got them all. No. Ross, uh, Schwimmer. Not uh, Joey. The good-looking oh. guy. Um, you made it all the way to get him, though. Yeah. I, I, have, I, still, have the, I still have the script. Uh, what was his name? Matt Chandler. Chandler. Oh, the role of Chandler. I was, I, was, I was in the same room with him waiting to go in for the audition. Do you know how close I came, dude? So in life, a lot of times, it's just these one man's decision, maybe. A, a flip of the switch, and your life could have went so much in a dude, different direction. Seconds it's better or worse? Seconds and inches. Seconds, seconds and inches. inches. Was Jerry but Seinfeld I, a nice guy? What, did you interact? I, yeah, I, I auditioned for him. And here's, here, here's a great story. It says in the script, I knew one of the, one of the producers from Second, it was a Second City guy, and it said, it says, Kramer enters. 
right? And then the lines. So I have the thing, but those kind of stage directions, you never do in an audition. You just sit there and you read, you know? So I go to read and Jerry Seinfeld sitting in a director's chair with the, with the sweater tied around himself. And I go, and, he, and I go, you ready? And he goes, yeah. He go, and he's staring at me. I go, what's the problem here? He goes, aren't you going to enter? And I look at the producer guy, I go, enter. I'm going to enter. What do you want me to walk out of the office, open the door and walk in? It's an audition. Yeah. I'm going to read. Meanwhile, that was the bit. Kramer enters. That was the bit. That was the bit. That's it. His whole career was based on that entrance. But did they know there was an entrance involved or he made that entrance? It was written into the script. And you didn't see that? You overlooked that? You didn't? I saw it, but you never, you never do it. You never... You, you never do a right. stage. If it said he throws a glass against the wall, you're not going to throw a glass against the wall in an audition. They go, what are you, nuts? Yeah, but being this, being this creative powerhouse that you are, I thought you would do that. Well, I should have. That's my Jeez, point. That's unbelievable. That's my point. I should have. And was, was, he my, like, was he like this pompous overlord or no? Just a nice guy. It was just, was, there's no difference, you know. And by the way, like right now, I just read his book and, you know, um, I've, I've learned more about comedy writing as right now I'm writing an, uh, an, my, my third album. And, um, but this is all original stuff and it's all satiric and funny lyrics, which is all writing is. <clears throat> and I've learned more about that in this past year from Jerry Seinfeld because he is such a profet. He's just a professional. Yeah. And that's why he wanted me to walk in. He was right. I was wrong. I got no. okay. By the way, I w- by the way, I was out <laughs> drinking till four four a.m. the night before the audition. You know what I mean? Jerry Seinfeld was Jerry Seinfeld was home in bed. You know what yes, I, mean? I love it. So, so that's you, the difference. Was was life with Bonnie your last shot at a sitcom, or am I being uh, again um, ignorant? No, no, here? no. That was that was I was on that series. Yeah. Uh, I did. I've I've since done like Thirty Rock. I did an episode of that. I know all um, that, right? But but that was I've like- done, uh, just, But yeah, that was my big thing. But you know, like you know, I get a call. You know, every once in a while for an audition for somebody from somebody who remember. You know, who goes? It's we want bring Barnes in for this. You know, so I still have some cachet a little bit. But I'll tell you this, Joe. I used to Big say that shot, I, Ray Donovan, Homeland, Bull. I see all these things on your IMBD. I used to say, I used to say to all my friends, you know, they go, why, like, for example, why, you have an audition tomorrow. Why aren't you home? And it's like, look at guys, the point is not to get on a sitcom now. The point is to get on a sitcom when you're 60. That's when you want to be on a sitcom. That's when you know what to do with the money. That's when you know how not to be a jerk on the set. That's, that's when you, you know, and, and I still say that. And I will, st- I will, my biggest accomplishments are yet to come. I will be on a primetime sitcom. I will be in movies again. I will, I will, I, my, the biggest portion of my career is yet to come. And I've always said that. I've always this said that. is why I idolize Chris Barnes. The oh, now, attitude, now, the damn torpedoes, the always positive, the glass is full. Listen, remember I said, you know, I wish my father would have told me things. He just didn't have it. You know, I learned uh, uh, what Jerry Seinfeld wrote in the book. It's, it basically has nothing to do with entertainment or art. It has to do with concentration and, and a set routine. He writes from 7 every morning to 11, every morning, no matter what. And that's what you do. you you got to program yourself. to. And that, see, like, that's not easy 
because that's habit. You have to form that. I wish I had a father or somebody or a mentor who taught me that in 77. But what I, but it's just like, it's just like Dorothy when she, when she goes, when Dorothy says to, to the wizard, why the hell didn't you tell me I didn't need to bring back the broom? <laughs> and, he, and you know what he says? You know, uh, Glenda, the good witch, you know what she says? You wouldn't have believed me. And Glenda was right. Dorothy wouldn't have believed her. And if my father said, you got to wake up every morning at seven o'clock and write till 11, I wouldn't have believed him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, See, it's all there. You just have to watch The Wizard of Oz. It's all there. Well, based on all this, do you feel that it's, uh, and I have to watch my word usage here. Do you feel it's... Uh, you, can't, uh, you, can't, you can't hurt my feelings. Go no, ahead. not yours, uh, others. Is it, a, is it a slightly, not wasted life, but a, uh, a, a, a shortened life, a, uh, a less adventurous no. life for the guy who works 30 years for the federal government, teacher, whatever, and then retires at 59 and then goes to Myrtle Beach and, his life, and that's it. You're not that no. guy. So what's wrong with that? No, no, no. That guy, that guy has, that guy figured it out. That guy figured it out because what he did was he said, he said that relationship is more important. And work is only a means to create the home and the surrounding and the environment for that. That's real life. You have real life. You have a wife, kids, whatnot, you know, like Jackie and I, we're partners, but we're entertainers. You know what I mean? Like we go, should we have kids? And we go, eh, you know, we, we got, we have these, you know what I mean? Because we, it's not, the whole time. It's, it's, it's not, it's it, like, yeah, we, but Chris, would you want that? If you could slip, flip a switch, no, you no, can't be that guy anyway. No, no, I would, I would, I would end up in jail. You know, I would, I, nobody would like me in the neighborhood. You know, I wouldn't be invited to parties and they would call the police and the firemen on me every Friday night. No, it's not for me. It's okay. just not for me. Not for you. I was just reading the bio of Gary Aldman and here's a guy, five, four or five wives had drinking problems. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always just pictured them. He's, he's the stoic, perfect yeah. actor, but yeah, he's got all these issues too. Oh, please. It's, it's one or the other. And the thing is, is, and here's the truth. The truth is, Joe, the truth is, I was, you know, you're tapped to be something. The guys you're talking about, they were tapped to be husbands, fathers, working class, and they have, they find their bliss in those moments at Pebble Beach or wherever they go. Yeah. And they're, and they're looking and they're watching their kid go in the ocean and coming out and they go like, ah. Oh, how could it get better than this? And they're right. For me, 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 I'm down in Memphis on Beale Street, just about to open for Keb Moe. I go out and do my bit. And, and in between a song, like I'm not a great, you saw my stand-up. I'm not a great stand-up. I'm not a great singer, but I'm a pretty darn good entertainer. And when I hit something and that audience roars and I have timing and I see it, that laugh go all the way to the back wall and like a wave come all the way up to the front of the stage. And now it's time for me to say the next line. That's my baby coming out of the water. And maybe it's all the da, 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 da still yes, it there. Is. It's still and by the way, that guy who's in Pebble Beach with his family, he's the one who's sitting in the audience going, thank you. I needed this. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's the give and take. It's, it's the different it's, roles. We can't all be bakers. We can't all it's be chemists. the circle of life. My friend, I'm an entertain. I'm an, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the circus clown. But do you, you feel know? in a way imprisoned by that a little bit or no? No, no. You wouldn't no, want it because, any other way. 
because my bliss comes when I, I'm writing and I go, oh, wow, you just took this from this thought and this from this idea and they came together and bliss. Like that's, <laughs> I don't need that. That's my rush. That's my drug now. You know, that's my, that's my little, that's, that's seeing a baby come out of the womb for me. You know? <laughs> if, you know? if, if, if Lauren Michaels called you and said, we need a new 60 year old type guy, he's going to yeah. play the older guy on our show. And this is going to be your new role. You'd love that. You'd still go. You want that. I'd say I'm downstairs. <laughs> but, but by the way, Joe, you know, I, most of the stuff, a lot of the stuff I did, I created. Like I created like, shows for the National Lampoon. So I can, I create, you know, I mean, like I will create the fun. You know, I mean, like if I want to be, I'll write a Broadway show. I'll go get the investors. You know, I mean, like you just have to, you, you just have to, you know, the, the the Sylvester Stallone story is still one of the greatest in the world. You know? Yes. You know, he wrote it. They said, we want somebody else. He goes, no, yeah. <laughs> it's mine. He knew, he knew, and he believed in himself. Let's, let me tell you one thing about Chris Barnes. He still believes in himself. Okay. I'm just not as manic about it. And I'm not willing to, I don't, it's not at the expense of injuring somebody else or a relationship anymore. It's like either it works or it doesn't work, and this is what I do. I'm in my own skin. I'm in my own truth. And you know what? I you know what age has taught me. It's none of my business what you think of me. It's really none of my business. There's the best line. I love it. What you think of me is none of my business. A buddy told my, me that years ago. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it was me. Um, <laughs> well, these some people live for the comments on Facebook. They want to see what what, what others right. think about their picture, right. their stance. Right, right. You think it's the wrong way. Well, I don't say that's the wrong. I'm on Facebook more than I'm an I'm a I'm obsessive Facebook guy. But for me, it is my it's my personal network for promoting my stuff, which you have to do. You have to be a self promoting narcissist if you're an entertainer. Yeah, like, true. You're a self promoting narcissist. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a swimmer when he jumps in the water. I got to move the arms. <laughs> I love it. So or you drowned. But you come off to me as this guy who reboots and reinvents yourself at oh, each. Oh, yes. I don't want to say failure, but at each. Each precipice. Each, each yeah. Precipice. And so, that's everybody. And that's everybody, by the way. But you not know, look the at guy the, who put in 30 years at, with this federal job. He's not doing that. He's taking the safe road, and he's not reinventing himself. So that's not every guy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that's every entertainer. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, I mean, look at like John Larroquette, who, was, who won like seven Emmys. He still has to reinvent himself if he wants yeah. to get. I, he's still sitting next to me at an audition. You know, yeah. it's it, you know this this is the, the the this industry is the real uh, balancer. And what you and what what age gives you and what experience gives you and and what sobriety gives you is you you finally because you need the ego to do this stuff, but you also need to be right sized to know what the difference is in your normal life and your creative life you can't you, you you can't be a hermit and a jerk to everybody else you know you have to be right sized and realize that you know uh, because a lot of a lot of guys in my industry you know like chris farley who's a, a friend of mine in my understudy you know they get this check and they go i'm not i'm not worth all this you know and it's like no no you're not but that just happens to be the industry. Just don't be a jerk over it, you know. Be, be, get right-sized, you know. So, 
um, I'm finally, you know, I'm, 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 I'm over 60 and I'm finally starting to understand it, you know? So, so, but I think that's true. That's, but that's, but if you were to go back and read Joseph Campbell mythology, that's what an elder is. It's, it's the elder who has the wisdom. You don't get wisdom, man. You don't get wisdom when you're 30. You, you don't get wisdom in your 20s. You accumulate it with the crow's feet through your life. I love it. And that's why you don't. So, let me tell you, I, I, I'll give you, here, here was a story. I remember Jerry Orbach. He was on, um, like, he was on the TV show Law and Order, one of those Law and Orders. Okay, I don't know him, but I know. Him. But he's a you know him if you saw him. Phenomenal actor. He was in the Fantastics, like the longest running Broadway show. I went to see a Broadway show once. I'm sitting in the audience. The play's going. All of a sudden, Jerry Orbach walks from state right off the side of the stage. Okay, so I'm taking my finger. See, like that. Just steps out of the stage in front of the like the audience in character. He gets a standing ovation. I don't know who he is. I don't know what the hell. He didn't say a word yet. He walked out on the stage, stopped, stood stiff. The audience went because they all know him. They, they revere him. And I go, I want that. <laughs> he didn't even do anything yet. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I don't know what he did. And now I know how he got there. But you know what? I mean? But he was not. He wasn't 30 years old either, dude. You know, he was in his 60s. And I go, see, that's it. That's what I want. I want to walk out on stage 65, 67, and the house goes down. That's when I can turn to my buddies and go, see? He's not doing it. Still got it. It still works. Yeah. Yeah. I still do that. You know what I mean? So I'm more ambitious now and and uh but that kind of goes with the uh, a great gunslinger doesn't even have to pull out his gun. Is that what that goes with, dude? His uh, you know, you know, you know. I'm a karate guy. I've been teaching karate. I teach a Zoom karate class every Wednesday. You know, I mean, you know, you should end a fight with your glare. You should be able to end the fight with, and that's in New York City. You know, in New York City, if I'm walking down the street and I see and somebody looks at me and I look at them, they go, "Okay, okay." Wrong choice. Let me go find somebody a weaker, a weaker animal. There's a famous, there's a famous Bushi story where if, if a samurai comes to kill you, okay, if a samurai comes, shows up to kill you, he's been sent, he's been hired to kill you. He's going to kill you because he's a samurai. That's what he does. The only way to stop this samurai from killing you is to spit in his face. And then he will go, and he will put his sword back. He will sheathe his sword, and he will leave. Because a samurai would never kill anybody out of anger. Oh. He only does it because that's what he does. So he will leave. He'll come back and get you, but you will live for another day. You brought so, out a different emotion. That's interesting. So, so yes. you know. So now it's like, you know. Uh, I, I know why I do this. And whenever I feel myself going out of who I am, I'm, when I, whenever I find myself going out of my samurai, I go, that's, that, we're already in trouble. Stop. <laughs> go leave. It's, it's as if I, I've spit on my own face. You know what I mean? I got to go. This is wrong. You are now in that place again <clears throat> where, where your ego is taking over. And, you, and this can only end up horribly. 
Yeah, and the wisdom that you're throwing at me now makes me, again, just uh, revere you even more because it's all in there. It's in that skull coming out. Oh, Joe, I I will say the one consistent thing about me is I've always been revereable. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let's get a different view here on the monitor. Here we go. Okay. That is my video from the Hokum Blues album with Jimmy Vivino, Will Lee, Sean Pelton. Yeah, that's it. So the latest two incarnations of you, I think, Again, I don't do my research, but um, the Flaming Saddles and the Blues Act, correct? That, you nailed it. Uh, Flaming Saddles, we had one in L.A., 6,000 square feet. We lost that to COVID, a multi-million dollar business, so that hurts. Really? Yeah, the landlord wouldn't work. Well, the land, you know, the rent was over $35,000 a month, you know, so, you know, 6,000 square feet. It's hard to hard to sell hot dogs on the corner and, and keep that going. But that's going and, on how many years? That was three, four, five years ago, more? Six years, yeah. Six years. Did you make tons of money doing that? You had to. Well, you, 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 you bring in tons of money and you put out tons of money. You know, sales tax is a ton of money. So, but, but I, had a, I had a weekly salary, you know, like, you know, not, not like the 30000 a week on a, on a television show or the $100,000 a week, but I had a comfortable salary, you know, from that place. And then we have New York, which we have a in L.A. They had no plan in California. The governor had no plan. The city had no plan. Nobody was willing to participate in New York. We had a governor that had a plan. We had a city that had a plan. We had a community that was willing to abide by the plan. And we had a landlord that was willing to work with us. We had none of that in California. We shut it down, moved on. Have a governor. We'll be back. Yes, he did, but he had constituents that told him that plan isn't going to work, okay. or you're out. You know so I mean? are they both? Are they both now hiatus slash done? How do you run a no, bar? No. no. That, that New York one is. I mean, the L.A. one is done. The New York one, we're open right now at thirty-five percent. We're doing it, you know, and we're we're work. We have a landlord who's working with us, and we will, and and that will survive. And I'm looking at other cities, you know, and other bar, and other play, Austin, Atlanta. Uh, Palm Springs, you know, we will be in, we will open more, more saloons. You know what I mean? Even though, uh, I'm, a, even though I'm a heterosexual man, if I were to show up in, uh, in your establishment, would I can be considered an attractive older man? You would be considered an attractive older man that no one would be interested in. <laughs> because, because you're not gay. You know what I mean? It's like everybody goes, Hey, do those guys hit on you? No, because I'm not, you know, I'm yeah, but you, not, don't, you can't tell. So maybe I, w- I would be approached and that maybe I'd do that for my ego. Yes, you would. You would. You would definitely be approached. You would definitely be approached. You would definitely be approached. But you know what? The truth is, is I would say, so, would somebody look over and go, he's an attractive man? Absolutely. <laughs> and because that would be a true statement, whether you are gay or not gay. So it's that. just, but I don't really hear that. know. I don't hear that from females anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, uh, we love that. We love our, we love our bar. We really, really do. And I love the business and it's, it's been able a lot of me, the ability to put a band together, do these albums, uh, do these little micro mini tours. And, uh, and now I'm coming out with my first all original. So now I'm putting exactly what I did at second city what I did at Catch a Ride Star, all the stuff, and with a, a more level head and a and a a a definite routine of of maturity 
and of practice. I'm doing the Seinfeld kind of a way of writing. He has a great book out um, that really teaches you how to do that. So, Is there a Monday through Friday lifestyle for you or no? Everything's different. Like, I imagine. You know, I've, 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 my, my, my routine is pretty, pretty organic. I, you know, we wake up, uh, we meditate uh, 20 minutes every day, every morning. Um, then we have a, a Peloton. We get on the Peloton bike and exercise. And then it's all, all meetings with our managers, our, uh, you know, managers of the bar, employees, my music industry, my record label, my manager, my PR firm. Uh, then, you know, and then a, a nice, you know, a lunch, whatever. Then house stuff, what do we have to do here? And then, uh, you know, at night, if there's, you know, again, it's on the cameras, uh, the bar, phone calls, making decisions, looking at inventory, lawyers, getting the revenue, paying this bill, sales tax, lawsuits, somebody slipped and fell, that is, you know, all, it's all, you know, but all doable, all great. And, um, you know, we have a, you know, I, I have a, I have a blessed charm life. I got a great partner, my gals, you know, she's just the best. And, um, <coughs> And we just do we just do the deal. Uh, look, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, we were, we just got off a phone call last week for a reality show. You know, with a major I won't I can't say any names, but a major company wants to do a reality show about Jackie and I in the bar and 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 keeping it you know keeping it going through the pandemic. You know, so there's always you know there's always opportunity, and so you know what I mean. Like like there's That's an example, come. and and there's an example of. The, I do have the same life as the guy who got married and does the same job every year, just with a camera on it. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Well, when you so I don't so I don't even have a choice in it. It doesn't even matter what I I'm going to end up where I end up no matter what. It's already been preordained and predestined in many ways, I believe. And how you said the best is yet to come. I think you had a great life, and when that best happens, you become a global big shot celebrity or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, well, you'll, you'll forget about your local uh, Scranton weatherman, won't you? I'll just Joe, to, qu Joe, to quote Daddy Warbucks from the hit Broadway show, Annie, <laughs> he once said to Annie, you don't have to be nice to anybody on the way up as long as you don't plan on coming back down. <laughs> but see, I did come back down, and I'm still not nice. So would I call you once I'm bigger? Absolutely not. I have no reason to. <laughs> Now, not that I, not that, now I would, again, I would see you on the street and I'd go, hey, Joe, just how the, how the interview started. Belushi, let's get out of here. It's the weather guy with the shorts and the back, in the back thing. Well, what do you mean? Who the hell wears shorts in the backyard and when it's snowing out? Doesn't that tell us enough? Let's get out of here. I mean, how sane can he be? Where, where would this conversation end up going? Joe, I would, I, Joe, I'd be honored to spend, to have dinner with you and your lovely wife and your family and your kids or without it, just you and me, just you and me. I, I consider you a good, I, see, we just had a great, very spiritual, dynamic conversation. We really and I don't did. get that up. Yeah. And, it ha and it happens to be recorded on Zoom and we're going to put this on our YouTube channel and audibly, this is going to be on my podcast. So I appreciate your time. Right. And um, I, uh, I think we have to end this somehow uncomfortably. No, I think, I, I think we ended it very comfortably. No, I think we have to end it uncomfortably. Oh, we have to end it uncomfortably? Yeah. Well, um, Should we take our shirts off? 
Oh, no, no we're not taking a shit. I mean, okay. what's wrong with you? You know what, Joe? I got to be honest with you. Why, you know, when you start thinking, things, things get uncomfortable anyway. So let's just not think about how to make this uncomfortable. Okay, well, how about we... You, you, you bringing up uncomfortability is uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean... See, that's where you see you were doing so good. I want to end and, then, these. and see, then your head tells you you have to go one step further. Oh, you're you know what? You're exactly right. How about we end with this? We get our dogs and we have them look at each other on the monitor. That should be the ending. And also, um, what are you looking here? There's no dogs. You're just he was right there at your disposal. Dude. Dude, they jump. They're so light. They're two pounds and five pounds. I don't even know when they leave. Well, I'm going to get my dog and end it then. But I want to ask you this before you, uh, is there anything you, you want to you pump out there, promote your web? Your, your, no, your, no, no. I'm with my buddy talking. Oh. I'm not, here. I'm not, I'm not, selling, I'm not selling orange juice today, baby. I'm, I'm talking with my, my good friend, Joe Snedeker. God, I love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. See, gonna... see, see, look, I'm, I'm realizing something now. See, you, you can't even end on a nice, soft, lovely note because you think that, the, and there doesn't need to be anymore. <laughs> and that's where my professionalism should teach you something about. Don't, you don't need to do that. You are already it. See, you don't, Joe, you don't understand, you don't understand how talented you are. That, that's the problem. You don't need any. You don't need any smoke and mirrors. By the way, I was introduced to you by ABC Hollywood executives, and you didn't even know that. So this is, is really your day. What this is, is that, really? What is that stainless steel thing behind you? I don't even know what that is. is that a coffee maker? Espre espresso maker. Oh, big shot! You know yeah. my espresso maker? It's a it's a thirty five dollar uh, fryer that you plug in. That's my express maker. I'm like, oh, Joe, when you get a primetime sit sitcom and you open up a gay country western bar, maybe you can get a uh, Breville thing and get Ethiopian beans, okay? In the meantime, you work for, you know, you work at, for those monsters over there at WNEP. <laughs> they won't even let me in the building anymore. I'm going to get my dog to say goodbye. I don't care whether you like it or not. Here we go. Okay, man, these coffee beans are... Running coffee. Here we go. This is Jet... We want to say thank you for your time. Romeo, Dominus. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. Are you have some coffee? I was like, uh, those beans smell great. They're from, they're from uh, Ethiopia. And first of all, why did you want to do this at 11? Is nine too early for you? What kind of a lifestyle is that? Well, like I said, I, we, hey, oh, look who came. Oh, good, we good. Here we go. Because because normally I'm on the spin bike now and 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 now I'm normally with having a meeting with the I just move things around, Joe. Oh, I see. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time out for us. Because I'm a cyclist, I want you to drop the Peloton and get a real bike and go outside in the real world. That's a, that I want to add to. Well, that's a that that would that would be something. I I have friends that the, do the bike, but I have the motorcycles too, you know. So I like that. But um, but I hear you. And but I'll, I'll be honest with you. On the Peloton, you have the instructor in front of you, you know, and um, there's some great instructors, and um, and there's some that some of the instructors, you know, Jackie says, "How do you choose your instructor?" I said, "One word, cleavage." So <laughs> I need that. I need to be inspired. Like I don't look at a tree and go, "Let's go 30 more miles," you know. I look at cleavage and go, "Let's do another half hour." You superficial piece of garbage, you. Thank you very much. I'm, I, 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 I honor that. I honor, I honor that. I don't think so. I think I'm saying, look at what God created. 
How beautiful. You see a tree. I see a cleavage. It's, still, it's all made by God. Mammal. All made by God. Plant. I'm going right. to hit the stop recording button. I appreciate you and your time, and I had a great time. You have changed my life, and hopefully a lot of folks listening and watching. You're an inspiration. You're a great American. You're a great American. God bless you, Joe. I'll see you uh, uh, when I come to town. And, we and, can at least go to Krispy Kreme and have a cup of coffee and a donut. And if you pretend when I text you that you never got it, that's okay with me. I would never do that. Never. I would do that to you. Tell, tell my, my lovely family at NEP I said hello as well. I will do that. All Peace right. out, my friend. Peace, brother. Peace out. Hey, buddy. Okay, bye-bye. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything is dear. Curiosity. About.